All right. Um, for those watching, uh, we're really in for a treat tonight. I got two guests. The first is a, f- a former fifth round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs in the 2008 NFL draft. He is also a former member of the Dallas Cowboys and Baltimore Ravens. He's the founder of the Cars Care Cares Foundation. The second was an undrafted free agent in 2011 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He also spent time with the Cardinals, Falcons, and Cowboys. And he once bought me a McDonald's uh, meal that uh, where I had not eaten uh, for two days. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, Cam Bradfield and Brandon Carr. What up, BC? Oh, look at the jacket. <laughs> Ooh. Hey. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, man, you, you caught me. I'm a... Uh... I'm over here. I'm at a wedding. I'm at, I'm at a wedding right now, so I had to step out. They they just finished up, okay. you know, jumping the room. So good timing, bro. Great timing. Okay. Cam, see, what's see going you. on, hey, baby? Man, hey, 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 B, look at sharp over there, boy. <laughs> man, Phil, what's going on? Hey, man, I appreciate it. I ain't met the house in a while, man. So. L- BC, let me start house, with bro. you. BC, let me start with you. Um, at Grand Valley, I think that everyone knew – that you were the best player on the team, but I'm not sure that we knew how good because, like, you never really had to exert yourself. I remember one specific one-on-one rep where you were going with Eric Fowler, and for those watching, Eric Fowler spent time with the Steelers and Lions. We were at the 20 going into the end zone. You were impressed, and you missed the jam. And Fowler had a step on you immediately. And because we're in the bread zone, that ball is already in the air. Usually that would mean a touchdown. But I have never seen somebody recover that fast for a pass breakup to, you know, to make a play on the ball. When did you realize that you were athletically different from, you know, your peers? Um, It took a while, man, because you got to think, and growing up, I was like always the smallest kid from basketball to football. By the time we got to high school, I stopped running track because everybody got hit puberty, got faster than me. So I was like a little, you know, a little squirt out there. Um, I finally got my first trainer going into 11th grade, right? And I had a trainer that, you know, everybody got trainers nowadays, but I had my first trainer that myself and a couple of my friends had. And that first day I went to train with him and I was convinced that I was like, you know what? Football is not for me. I'm going to be a pediatrician. I'm going to play basketball. I'm done with this. Then the second day, my friends beat down my door, ran past my mom, and got me out of hiding to come train. So after day two of my 11th grade, going to my 11th grade season, I was like, you know what? I think that I can do something with this. But I didn't, I didn't know what, right? So we get to 11th grade season. Uh, you know, I'm playing quarterback for the first time, not playing quarterback anymore. Had a pretty good season. So going to my senior year is when the light bulb finally clicked, like, hey, you can, uh, you can get to the next level. Now, I'm not saying NFL yet, but I was like, you can get to the next level. You can get a scholarship. The whole nine. So that's when by going to the 12th grade year is when I finally like figured out that man, I love basketball, but I'm gonna be a six foot point guard or a six foot cornerback. And at that moment, I was like, you know what, Brandon, if this is what you want to do, then you gotta, you know, exert yourself. And that's that's when you know the, the legend was born, so to speak. Cam, you you had a little bit of a different story too, because you started well, first of all, you're an all-city tight end coming out of Creston High School what? in Grand Rapids. Um, then you played you played tight end to start off at in college, and then you switched 
uh, to tackle, I think your sophomore year. What did you, was that a, a switch that you enjoyed? Did you know that, you know, that that would provide you the foundation to make the jump to the next level? Um, no, man. I mean, you, you never really know, right? Uh, it was just, you know, it, it just ended up being a gamble, but I think in any in any position, you know what I mean. The competitor in you, you know, when you feel like you are kind of going down a little bit on the uh, on the athletic hierarchy, you know what I mean. It kind of it, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow a little bit, you know what I mean. So that's kind of you know the initial onset is a little bit of ego, you know, but um, kind of similar to uh, what Brandon uh, mentioned, you know, people ask me how tall I am. I say six five on a good day, you know. And, um, Growing up, I played a lot of basketball, so, you know, I got to kind of max out of my height level, so it's like, you know, playing uh, playing forward, you know what I mean? Am I going to be able to, you know, make it long enough to be able to compete against these seven-footers? So, it was kind of a decision and just saying, you know, like, I'm going to give it a shot, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you, know, you never know what's going to happen, but... You know what I mean? It was just kind of making that decision and, and it, everything just clicked, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I matched my grind with that. I matched, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they say it's the stuff you're doing on the field, the stuff you're doing away from the field. And, you know, everything just kind of clicked at the right time. Well, we're obviously hey, here celebrating. Hey, oh, go ahead, BC. Hold on, Felix. Hold on. Hey, Cam, bro, I remember it like yesterday, the first day I saw you come to that 707. You and uh, Crump came. To, <laughs> they were still in high school. Big Cam and, uh, and Crump came to the seven on seven. Like big, you know, Crump was a big name from Muskegon. Got this receiver coming in. I was like, who is this big uh, African dude? You know, Cam. You know, summertime. You know, son got you. I was like, who's this big African dude? He came as a came as a tight end. <laughs> Bro, you came as a tight end. I was like, no, he's not a tight end. <laughs> but fast forward, I'm like, I've been blessed to be able to play with my dog in the NFL. We got some training was good, but the basketball helped him out. He got good feet. You know what I'm saying? You know, he got good hands, good placement, and smart guy. So, man, you know, just it's crazy how I can just go back to seeing when you came in, Cam, and Felix, seeing when your little young self came into Grand Valley. And I was like, that's, that's my under, that's my, that's the next one up, bro. So, you know, I just got a little flashback talking to y'all youngins out here, man. Appreciate well, BC, it. I came up to those spring practices too, and I caught a TD on you. Let's not forget that. You had your hand all in my face, and I caught a TD on you. Oh, you said, my. no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. Yes, I, I did. See, it's like, you know, before the NFL, even the NFL, man, ain't too many touchdowns being caught, man. I can say that. It's okay. It's okay, Felix. You got me, bro. BC, Make, we're, we're celebrating the NFL draft. Back in 2008, April 2008, you go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Tell tell us what that day was like for you. Did You did, you were coached by Herm Edwards. Did you, did you get a call from him? Um, yeah, talk, talk to us about your draft day. So, man, that that day, so that the draft back then was what it was. What three days? I want to say it was the first. I don't know how the format was. Anyway, it was it was a Sunday call, right? So by that time, um, that week, my my family want to have a whole family gathering. Oh, you know everything you see on TV. Everybody at the at the house trying to bring a news crew over. I'm like, bro. No, I'm coming from D2. I don't even know where I'm going to land. Everybody, you know, you're going to be a preferred fridge. You're going to be a fifth round. You're going to be this year. I'm like, bro, I don't know what that means. I just want opportunity. So I was like, I'm not really worried about that. Meanwhile, I had a couple people over at the house. Uh, I didn't really watch the first day. The second day, I uh, 
how many days is it? I was watching for you. Is it, is, it three, is it three days now? Is it three days now? It's three days now, yeah. It was two before? I can't remember. It was one. At, it started off as one on Saturday, and I don't remember when it switched to two. The first, the first day I didn't watch because I was like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not going." Uh, I can look online and see how many corners got taken to see, you know, kind of see where the, you know, what the mindset was for this year's draft. Uh, day two, okay. By the time we hit the third round, I was at, I was at breakfast, right? So I'm just at my phone. So okay, if corners going, corner. I said, "Oh damn, there's a lot of corners going off this board, right?" And uh, so we get to the fourth round. I see some names going off, like. Like, damn, I know they went to, you know, max schools and bigger schools, but come on, bro. Like, I'm a sleeper. Uh, but anyway, I kind of had a feeling I was going to Kansas City because after I had, like, a few visits. And that visit, it was, like, the 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 city, the style of play was everything like Allendale. You know, Allendale, like, ducked off in the cut. It's kind of, yeah. you know, country in the backwoods and the sticks. Kansas City, to me, was, like, real slow. I'm like, this, this is an NFL team, but it's just, like, I can manage this. The style of play was shuffle, shuffle, cover two. I was like, it's the same thing we do. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to go here. And I had a great, a great time as far as breaking down film on the board for the her members and all the GM, like GMs and stuff. Like I went to work on that board, breaking down film, the plays and all that. Like I had, I had my best film study. So I put that in the back of my mind. Um, but by the time the, dra- by the time the fifth round rolled around, by fourth round, I was outside shooting hoops. I was like, man, I can't deal with this. It's nerve wracking. It's the Sunday. It's, you know, it's do or die day. Got people over. The whole nine. So uh, my dad almost fall out the screen door with the phone in his hand, like Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. So I, I already knew what time it was. I was like, "Oh shoot!" I was like, "Who is it?" He was like, "It's it's Herm Edwards." I'm like, "Oh sheesh!" So I get on the phone. It's talking to Herm. Then I'm talking to Carl Peterson. They like, "Hey, uh, we gave Herm a pick for his birthday," and I'm just like, "What?" So I, I mean, af- afterwards, I understood just like the meaning of like how how uh, special it was. I was his birthday pick, and I was the guy, like, I was his his flyer. So he took a chance with me just seeing my, my film, you know, D2 film back in them days, bro. You couldn't even see the damn numbers on us on the back. So it was hella grainy. Uh, but from, from what he saw, I guess, just my, my length, my size, the whole nine, he took a, took a, took a, took a, you know, took a chance on me. And then so my, they say, um, you're going to be a Kansas City Chief or the whole nine. I go on the house. My whole family looking at me like, what's going on, what's going on? I'm like, just be quiet. And my name go across the screen. Everybody go crazy. I'm like, oh, shit. They got my... Be- but then the next, the next piece is like, all right, your name got called. But you heard all the stories. But make this damn team. Nah, bro. So I was like, I, I smiled for about two seconds. I was like, okay, let's go, B. Got to make it. That's my story, bro. What? What? Which day was in Cam? I'm coming to you because I remember part of your story. Um, but BC, what was the better day? Your draft day or when you signed your contract with the Cowboys? Oh man. Um, so check it out. After I got drafted, I went to, I finally got my, you know, I got the signing bonus, uh, you know, the money they give you. And that was, so that was my first introduction to uncle Sam. So I got the nice signing bonus. And then when I got to the office, they cut my check. I said, uh, what, where the rest of the money at? Like, Half it was gone immediately. So I was like, oh, so what I see on TV is not really what these guys make, you know, so it's a little different. Uh, but to answer your question, the bigger day, uh, more more exciting day for me was that that Dallas day for two reasons. For one, it was uh, like it was free agency. You know, you hear all the stories about you make the free agency, you get paid, you get this and that. But it's always a gamble. It's always the unknown. Right. So I was just 
uh, infuriating. He's like, damn, it, it, what's going to happen to me? And then the second part, I was so happy because that was my childhood team. Even though we from Michigan, yeah. Detroit Lions, like my dad, that was his team. But by halftime, he was pissed off. I love the Cowboys, Deion Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Troy Aikman, all those guys. So that was always my team. So be able to go over and to represent the star was a big accomplishment for me. Cam, I connected with you right before the draft because I remember you went to a combine. I think it was on Michigan State's campus, if I remember correctly. And I came to talk to you. You were staying in the hotel. You obviously were um, an undrafted free agent. Talk to me about your draft day and then what it was like to uh, to, to head down to Jacksonville. Man, it was a, it was a crazy time, man. So I uh, I kept it low key, like. I was, um, you know, projected to go sixth, seventh round uh, or, you know, um, free agency. So, you know, coming from Grand Valley, you never know. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, we were all around to see Brandon uh, get drafted. And, um, you know, that was definitely a spark for the program, you know, like recruiting, you know, everything that comes in it. You know what I mean? But for to be in that position to potentially get drafted, you know, you never know what's going to happen. <clears throat> kind of a um, – I don't know if it's in the secret sauce, but as the sixth round went on and, uh, you know, I, I kind of started to get that feeling, you know, like maybe not. <clears throat> um, you know, teams are calling my agent. You know, I'm just staying on the phone, on the phone, on the phone. He's saying, you know, we'll look out here in the seventh, look out this pick, look out from this team, look out from this team. <clears throat> so – what you know basically what teams are doing they're trying to build a relationship because they're uh you know putting the probability on you not getting drafted in the seventh so they want to say you know well, we called you in this round um to uh you know to potentially draft you so you know we want to sign you so after the seventh round went on i had uh i took one pre-drive visit to jacksonville so uh i think i, I talked to uh, brandon beforehand you know to kind of get some advice you know to, to get a, a lay of the land to uh, know how we would go <clears throat> but um so anyway after the draft i had about five or six uh teams uh you know call me and say hey you know what i mean like we uh, want to offer you a contract yada 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 so you know, out of that five, those five or six teams, Jacksonville was already, you know, my favorite uh, simply because of that uh, pre-draft interest that they showed me. But that was a unique year. That was in 2011, which was the year of the lockout. So after the NFL mm-hmm. draft, no free agents could sign. So kind of after, you know, those guys got drafted, it went to, you know, kind of no communication, no nothing. Uh, so I had to go, you know, the draft is in April. I had to go, you know, May, June, you know, working out, um, you know, just kind of in the same similar situation. Like when I went from tight end offensive line, I had to, you know, kind of go on faith and just, you know, believe that, you know, it, it was never to me a question of if it was when, you know, when is, you know, the NFL going to end the lockout and get back to it. So it was basically just, you know, staying in shape and being ready when, you know what I mean, when my number was called, literally. So we went through the summer. It was, I don't know, the uh, towards the end of July, lockout ended. Like immediately after I saw it on ESPN, um, you know, within the hour, you know, teams are calling my agent. My agent's calling me saying, hey, you know, we got this opportunity. We got this opportunity. And uh, fortunate enough, man, Jacksonville was one of those teams. 
Uh, you know, we, we felt me and my agent felt like that was the best, um, <clears throat> the best place for me to get an opportunity. Every undrafted free agent, you know what I mean? You're looking to go somewhere where you can make the team. You know, the opportunity is great, but you know what I mean? You want to, you, you there, it, it's a business at that point. You know what I mean? That's, that's the difference from college to, you know what I mean? From to the NFL is college people, you know what I mean? Freshmen might want to make the two deep. When you're a rookie, you know what I mean? You, you coming for that starting spot, you scratching and clawing and getting every piece you can. And you eventually did become a starter as an undrafted free agent. But talk to me about – so I guess a significant day for you had to be when cut down day passed your rookie year and you either didn't – I mean, we've all seen hard knocks. You either didn't get that call or you got a call from somebody saying you made the team. Talk to us about what that was like. Woo! Man, i never forget. I was uh, I was still in the team hotel, you know, so I'm a – I'm a rookie at this point, you know what I'm saying? All my friends that's still around, my fellow rookies, they got drafted. They, you know, looking at apartments and stuff like that. Man, I'm still in the team hotel, you know what I mean? Like uh, pretty much day to day at this point. Uh, but honestly, man, I was confident in my play. My last preseason game, uh, I, I played a first round draft pick and I, I had, you know what I mean? Probably my best game of the, uh, the preseason. So I, you know what I mean. I was like, if they, you know what I'm saying, make that decision, that you know what I mean, I was confident somebody else, you know what I mean, would have uh, would have picked me up. But we went, man. I'm I'm sitting around the hotel. I think I went to the movies, man. I, I just went out walking. Like it was similar to how Brandon was saying on his, uh, you know, the experience was on the day he got drafted. I was just doing whatever I could to stay busy because you kind of you have an idea when the um cut the cutoff time for cuts is. So you just, you know what I mean? You, you really don't, you don't want nobody calling. So it's kind of the opposite. Draft day, you want your phone ringing. The cut day, you don't want nobody calling. You know what I mean? Your people, your friends calling you saying what's going on. You're like, man, you know what I mean? Get off the phone. <clears throat> so it got, so I, I can't remember the time. Maybe it was five o'clock was the cutoff time. I got a call from a, a 904 number. That's Jacksonville's area code. I get a call from a 904 number. It's 502. I'm like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm like. <laughs> It's the uh, it's the GM. He pretty much, you know what I mean, called me, congratulated me, and kind of just, you know, kind of <clears throat> explained his, uh, you know, what he expected of me moving forward, man. So it was uh, definitely a crazy day. Did you did you talk to? I mean, did you call your mom like as soon as you got the call? Or oh man, they was they was waiting by the phone, man. It was you know, what I mean, everybody screaming and going crazy. It was it was a ride, man. Like that, it's you know, what I'm saying. I look back on it now and. Obviously, you know what I mean? It's every kid's dream to to get drafted, you know what I mean? First round, going that stage, or, you know what I mean, seventh round, just to see your name on that screen. You know what I mean? It's a dream. I didn't get, you know what I'm saying, that opportunity, but I wouldn't, you know what I mean? If I could go back, I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. There's a picture. I don't know where I saw it. Maybe it was on your Twitter, Cam, of you two standing on the field together um, after a game. And that was – I felt really emotional, you know, watching y'all, you know, just being on the field together. Um, let's, let's take a left turn here. BC, uh, JC Horn out of South Carolina, Patrick Sertain out of Alabama, um, and Caleb Fairley out of Virginia Tech. Do you have a preference for those three, uh, a a young buck that you, that you like? Um, so I'm biased to Sertain because when I got to Kansas City, Oh his yeah, dad, his dad was there. Oh so yeah, met, damn. I met, it's funny we laugh now, and Pat probably remembers because after his dad left, like I didn't see him anymore. But it's for he was like my son's age, like seven, eight, when I first saw that young man, and now to see him for the last couple of years, Rick Havitt out there on the island and do his thing, 
I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty dope to kind of, you know, see a kid. You know, I heard a story about Fitzgerald and how he was a ball boy, all that good stuff. But to see a kid of my own, on my own eyes, when I was a kid as well into the league, and now as I'm exiting, this guy is coming in about to, you know, make some good money and do some great things. I think it's pretty solid. Uh, so that's my favorite as far as just like my, my bias, a pick that I know. Um, but I've been able to just watch like just some of the highlights of these guys this 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 last year. And they're, they're kind of different bodies, man. Uh, you know, Pat is, I feel like he's a complete cornerback. And you got Horn that is very explosive. Uh, I think he's he's a, he's an upriser, man. He, he's got a lot of potential. And I think when he gets to the league, you're really going to see his game. Um, it's kind of like a, he's, he's a fast guy. So, we, I mean, he's going he to be like, you know, he's going to be able to cover a lot of guys. And, you know, the league, you make a lot of money, you play a lot of good man-to-man, bro. So, you, you know how it goes. And then my guy from VTech, I didn't really check on VTech too much, but Knowing what I know about Virginia Tech cornerbacks, like my Brandon Flowers and those guys that I've been able to play with, this is going to be Hall. Good. What? Yeah. So he's going to be solid, man. I, I just think that just as I look at the next crop of cornerbacks, man, I'm just impressed with just the, the skill set, how these guys have really honed in on just to change direction, just becoming complete cornerbacks and just be, having the movements down, man, because, you know, the, the whole footwork thing is kind of it's kind of new. Uh, a new science for people to make money off of and train guys and guys taking advantage of it. So I see a lot of great footwork, a lot of guys coming out just eager to be the next next great corner, man. It's exciting to see. If anyone has any questions for Brandon Carr, Cam Bradfield, put them in the chat box. I'll get to them and we'll ask him. Cam, uh, Penny Sewell goes to the Detroit Lions. I have to figure that he's going to um, play left tackle, given that he was taken that highly. That's going to force Taylor Decker over to the right. How difficult of a transition would that be to move from left to right tackle? Because you did the same thing in college. Um, so I, I I went right to left. Uh, so it's oh. it's man, it's it's kind of tough to say. You know what I mean? It's it's there are some people that are you know some tackles are able to to make that transition. Uh, some some aren't. You know what I mean? Some you know their body is just kind of conditioned to to uh, play on the left side because they've been doing it you know for X amount of years or whatever the the situation is. So. Everybody can't do it, you know what I mean. But you know, what I mean? it's I, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> In today's that, uh, when when you bring a, I mean, I'm a, I think people would assume when you bring a player in of that caliber, even if somebody has to switch positions, it makes everybody on the line better. Do you? Is that? I mean, that's what the that's what people in the public would believe. Would you agree with that, or would you disagree with that? I um, you know, what I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of film. I'm no, you know what I mean, no NFL specialist or anything of the sort. But uh, I, I have, you know what I mean, saw some of uh, his his games when uh, Justin Herbert, you know, was uh, was was still at the helm, and I th- think they went to the Rose Bowl and some games. And I've I've you know seen him play, and I I think you know he's not the he's not the sexy pick, but I think he's gonna make the Lions happy for the next ten or fifteen years. BC. You've had to guard Travis Kelsey. You had to have had to guard some of these tight ends. How are you going to handle uh, Kyle Pitts? How you guard? How do you got? Are you playing <laughs> off of him? Are you jamming him at the line of scrimmage? What are you Boy, doing with, hey, with Kyle Pitts? If if he's anything like Darren uh, Waller, that was that's with the uh, Las Vegas because you know he was in, he was in uh, Baltimore under the radar for a couple years before you know he finally you know a team plucked him off. They plucked him off of the uh, working out before the game. They saw him working out was like, damn, who is that? The boy is that fast. So if he's, if he's like a four-four guy like that, um, my goodness, the the safeties have changed. Have you seen? Right when I first got in the league, we had a lot of big safeties, 230, 220 pounds hitters. Now them boys by my size, you got to run and cover. Uh, so with him, I would tell my defensive line, "Hey, bro, get pressure. We need that pressure 
right now because we ain't covering this guy 50 yards on the field. So get to the quarterback about three seconds to make my job easier, man. Crazy. That, it's, it's some freaks coming to this league. It's, it's, it's all these glorified uh, receivers playing tight end, man. They, I mean, some guys block, but most of these guys want to catch balls like your Jimmy Grahams, and they catch a lot of balls, and they hurt a lot of defenses, man. So, I, I mean, I'm with it. Uh, but it's going to be a problem for a lot of uh, coordinators throughout this season. But I guess the biggest thing right now, they're going to try to beat that boy up and make him, uh, make him run back, I guess. I don't know, bro. We'll see. It's going to be fun. You need, you need a Mike McFadden to put pressure up the middle, right, for your defense. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> hey, shout out to my Grand Valley dogs, man. You know, two two championships, man. You know, it was, it was a good run, bro. <laughs> it was. It was. Cam Bradfield, BC, I appreciate you all taking the time to come on with us. We do a podcast every Wednesday. I'm probably going to have to get both of you on so we can talk to you a little bit more. But I appreciate you coming on, gentlemen. Man, thanks hey. for having me, bro. It was good to see y'all. Yeah, all right, no, Cam. No, all right, BC. No, no doubt, bro. Appreciate it. Hey, check me out on the Iron Horse Pod, man. All your social media platforms, Iron Horse Pod. And then give me back on your pod so we can talk about some other stuff, too, bro. We got some stories, too, man. So let's get it. We do. <laughs> we do. We do. All I right. told Cam, I said, we I said we got a lot. Of, Cam, do you remember when you had when, when I lost my lunch card? And 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 I didn't. First of all, you was laughing at me. I didn't eat. I didn't eat anything for like Saturday and Sunday. And then on Sunday, you were like, "Man, let's go to." That's back when the dollar menu meal had just came out, and I we went to McDonald's and I got a double cheeseburger. That's still like one of the best meals I ever had after, after uh, not eating for two days. Couldn't let my dog go hungry. Man. <laughs> Felix, all right, so all right, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah.